0: Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingship is not of this world. If my kingship were of this world, my servants would fight that I might not be handed over to the Jews. But my kingship is not from the world. Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. on this beautiful and wonderful solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, universal King, Christ the King. We have some interesting readings. It starts off with this vision of Christ um, from the prophet Daniel. And it is one of the ancient of days in his glory, in his glory. Then we move again to the book of the apocalypse, the book of Revelation. And you can see also Christ coming, the Alpha, the Omega, the one who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty, all of his power, all of his majesty, this beautiful king. And then this complete contrast when we move into the gospel, not in glory, not in majesty, not on the clouds of heaven, not with praises being the ancient of days, but bound on his own Standing before Pilate, about to be crucified. How do we reconcile these images and these realities of our King, Jesus Christ? How do we reconcile the weakness in which he appears in the gospel passage today with all of his glory in which he is spoken of in the first two readings? His kingship is not of the world, but as St. Thomas Aquinas points out, he does not say, my kingship is not in the world. It is not of it as its source. Its source is heaven. But his kingship is coming and is in the world. The kingdom of God is at hand. And yet how it appears in the world is not how we might expect. How we would think that the king might rule is not also how we would expect. And as the Lord goes and moves ever closer towards his passion and appears to be losing, he is in fact about to conquer. When the Lord appears to be at his weakest, it is then that his strength is made known. It is then that his power overcomes death itself. And so this humble king This king, stripped of all earthly glory, hiding and veiled from his heavenly glory, he stands humbly here on his own before Pilate. He has already been questioned by the chief priests, and they have taken him now through the city, north of the temple, to the citadel where Pilate was uh, living and where he would reside, where all of the Roman soldiers were living as well, And from this high point in the city, they are able to kind of squash any rebellion or anything that might stir up. And Christ on his own is brought into this place because the other Jewish leaders do not want to cross into the praetorium. They do not want to cross into where Pilate is because they do not want to be defiled. And so the Lord stands there, the King of heaven and earth, before Pilate to be judged the one before whom all souls will stand one day alone to be judged, he now stands alone to be judged. The judgment that we receive from Christ will be a judgment in truth. But what we can see is that his own judgment that he suffers in this life is one that is slowly stripped of truth. And in the end, it is all lies, twisting of words, accusations, falsities. His own judgment that he suffers is not right, it is not just. But he submits himself to this judgment in humility. And so as he stands before Pilate, this man, a politician from the Roman Empire, and we know that he wouldn't be in this position if he was not an intelligent man, if he was not at least prudent in a worldly sense. And he begins to proceed, at least, prudently. There has been a frenzy with which Jesus has been arrested and taken, but it seems for a moment to kind of still and to have some sort of calm, and you begin to have some hope that he might actually receive a just trial when Pilate begins. But we see that for all of Pilate's natural virtues— The one thing that he lacks is a source and a conviction of truth within himself. And so what he starts to do now and what the Lord begins to reveal is that the truth that he accepts comes not from within himself and what he believes to be right, but he slowly moves and sides with the multitude, with the mob. The danger of mob thinking is so unbelievably fickle and so dangerous. And Pilate, instead of acting upon the truth that he is coming to know, turns constantly to the mob and eventually he does what they want. And so the Lord is beginning to try to invite this noble soul to seek the truth and to act according to it. And so Pilate, who has received Jesus, and we know that the Jews have said all kinds of things to try and get Pilate to act according to their own will, And so they've said that, well, he's not a friend of Caesar. But Pilate is not, uh, he's not taken in by their pretense to love Caesar. He knows that they have no love for Caesar, they just hate Jesus. And so he takes him in, but he does have to question him about this kingship. Because that is the only thing that he will have to answer for, really, if any questioning comes down from Rome. Because kingship threatens the governance of Rome kingship can potentially threaten the leadership there. And so he says, are you the king of the Jews? But the Lord is never always just listening to the words that people say. He's looking into their heart and into their intentions. And so the Lord looks into his heart and into his mind and he says, do you say this of your own accord or did others say it to you about me? Now there are generally two reasons why we ask a question. Sometimes we are ignorant and we want to know the answer. And so when we ask a question, that's like a student asking a teacher. But sometimes we know the answer and we want to see what the other person will say. And in that way we ask a question as a, stu- as a teacher to a student. And this is the way in which the Lord is asking this question today. As a teacher, as one who knows And so he says, do you say this of your own accord? This truth, this thing that you have come to know, is this your own conviction? Or have others simply said things about me? Have you simply come to know me from the multitudes, from the mob, whose opinion of Christ changes all the time? He is a great prophet. They welcome him into Jerusalem. He is worthy of death, not even a week later. The fickleness of the mob. And then Pilate, as one of the commentators says, a little bit shaken by how easily his interior is read by Christ. He says, am, am I a Jew? He's shaken now. Your own nation and your chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? He's trying to understand what's going on, but he is also beginning to suspect there is something greater here than the appearance of this man who has been arrested and who stands there weakly before him. He begins to experience this wisdom that comes from Christ. And the Lord says, my kingship is not of this world, but it is in the world. St. Augustine says that the kingship of Christ extends in two ways. It is specifically spoken of about the one who has the authority, which is Christ himself. But then it is also those in whom he reigns. It is the faithful. And so the kingship of Christ is where he is, and where the faithful are. And he says, if my kingship were of this world, my servants would fight. There would be this struggle, but he has come as the king to fight himself. And he goes to war against the only thing that is contrary to his kingdom and that stops the growth of his kingdom in souls, which is sin and death. And so he has come to fight for the sake of the faithful, those who will follow after him. But the way in which he conquers is through this weakness, suffering unto death. And then after that death, in the resurrection, when his divine nature takes back the human nature and restores it to life, restores that body to life, then his glory and his power and his grace are poured out for all of those who desire to be in this kingdom of Christ, to have his grace within them, his life that comes from his passion and death. And so for us to step into the kingdom of Christ is to step into his grace through the sacraments. Through the sacraments, we receive that grace within us, that life of God. And then Pilate says to him, so you are a king. Now his source of truth is not only coming from the multitude, but now he's really beginning to listen to Jesus. So you are a king. And the Lord answered, you say that I am a king. Now it's different. He realizes that Pilate might be beginning to touch the reality of the person who stands before him. But his kingdom, he says, is also not just about the grace that he gives, but also about truth. And as we've said, as we can see, as the Lord is accused and judged, as truth is being lost, as truth is being squashed out, he has come to bear witness to the truth. As one of the church fathers points out, and as is obvious in that statement, the Lord is the truth. And so he has come to bear witness to himself. To the word, he has come to make himself known. And so to be in the kingdom of Christ is not just to be in his grace, but also to know him. To know him through the revelation that he gives, the way in which he bears witness to himself. Because no one goes to the Father but by the Son. No one knows the Father unless we know the Son. And to know the Son is to know the Father. For this I was born, meaning this is the reason for the Incarnation, that he can give this grace through his passion and death, that he can suffer and conquer sin and death, and that he can bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, meaning that the truth is the source of their activity, the truth is what they live for, hears my voice, hears my voice. And so for us, as we celebrate this kingship of Christ, we need to draw near to him in his grace and make sure that we are in that state of grace and that we do not lose that state of grace by mortal sin. And if we do, then we go to confession and we are restored to his grace. But also that we receive his truth, that our opinion of Christ is not simply something that we receive from the multitude. Who is Christ? You'll get all differing opinions. Christ has come to, we come to know him through his revelation and through the teachings of the church as she interprets that revelation and the scriptures. That's how we come to know him. And this humble king, I was struck when I was in the Holy Land. I had the opportunity to stay within the city walls of Jerusalem um, and I stayed at the uh, Ece Homo, right, the Behold the Man. It's in the archway that marks that uh, limitations of the um, of the pavement where they would have brought where Pilate would have brought the Lord he would have stand, stood within the archways and he would have said to the people behold the man, behold your king as he stands there weak, beaten, bleeding behold the king and I had the great privilege to offer mass underneath that archway and I was struck by the reality at the moment of the consecration that the Lord who stood there weak and despised was now there, glorious. Glorious upon the altar, under the same archway. And it was deeply impactful after the consecration to lift the Lord and say, behold, the Lamb of God, in the same place where Pilate said, behold, your King. And I was struck that he still stands there, hidden and in humility. There's a tabernacle that stands underneath that archway, the Lord is still there. He still stands there, humble, hidden. He is still here with us, Christ the King, in the Blessed Sacrament, truly, really, substantially. Jesus is here, our King, humble and hidden. His kingship is not something that he kind of imposes upon souls. It is something that we are invited to. Do we receive that humble invitation to his grace, that invitation to his truth? And do we give our King the honor, the worship, the praise, and the adoration that is his due? Our King is in our midst. Come, let us adore him. Amen.